How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 77. Coming at you on this Monday, this finals Monday. Game 5 is set to begin in just a little half hour. We start the recordings usually at 8.30. I'm PC, your mod, this week. Hoping that I can win some money in the finals game tonight. Join me on the podcast, per usual. We have the OG crew, starting with TK, my fellow co-host. What's up, PC? Ladies and gentlemen, game five tonight. Uh, we were just talking about this a little bit ago. Just some, just some, just, just a little quick thought. In my opinion, whoever wins tonight wins the series, whether it's the Celtics in seven or the Warriors in six. But I will say this, man. This finals has definitely been a lot better than I anticipated. Um, I, I, for one, did think that it could possibly be a Warrior sweep or maybe a Warriors gentleman sweep. I said six, but I honestly thought Warriors have been there, done that, man. And total, you got to admit, bro, this has been a great finals. You've, you've criticized Adam Silver a lot, but you got to admit, bro. Yawn. It's been great. Yawn. Been great I don't bro. care who wins these finals. I don't care. Whoever wins, I lose either way. If the Warriors win, Good. Steph Curry gets his fourth ring. I have to deal with toxic. You, you hear Zimbabwe, ladies and gentlemen. He's a It's not your rent yet. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. Trust me. Trust me. We'll, we'll get to Tolu oh, rant okay. tonight. Okay. I'm, 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 uh, just one, I'm just getting warmed up. I'm just getting Yeah, it's just the intro, bro. You only got to say a sentence or two so people know your voice. But that was Tolu one, everybody. Um, we're also joined by Trey. A.K.A. Biggest Show. The hatred. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's game five. It's an important game. I got on my C's hat. I got on my C's shorts. And I also got belief in my heart that even though Tony, brothers, I say air quotes because he's not a brother. He's a bitch. We, we're still on that. He's officiating tonight, but we're not going to let that get us down. And Tolu, it's funny you mentioned the Celtics going to their first finals in 10 years or whatever, 12 years, whatever you want to say. Because if we win, we'll be in a similar situation as y'all was in 2020. Y'all first finals in like 10 plus years. So you can't really talk about us because we're not really that much different. About 18, baby. Let's go Celtics. Right, right. Um, Next up, we have our two resident Heat fans, starting with Sean. Good to be here. Excited for a fun show. I don't have too much to say, but... Go Warriors, fuck them Celtics, and also feed young Joker. If you know, you know. Okay. And finally, our resident G-Man, Gianni. All I have to say is the Warriors are going to win six games. Uh, I think they they figure out something, and they're going to win. All right. I didn't get well, it, PC. I didn't get my outro. Uh, your intro, you mean. And you, you, already gave, you already gave your intro when you decided to get preview. I want to say one thing real quick. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. finals is going on. Who cares? Because my quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is back in training camp for media day. Yeah. Great start to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls of the Weed Sports Podcast. That was Tolu. And you'll you'll hear more of his rants about the NBA Finals Game 5, which will be happening during the recording tonight, as well as a couple of other topics that we have to attend to here on We Hate Sports. We'll have OTTR with an update on Jeff Hardy, who was arrested earlier this day uh, at the time of this recording. We'll have Stickball Central with Gianni, give you the latest updates on MLB teams. But as always, we start off with our daily questions of the week. So let's just jump 
right into it, boys. I promise the crew, whoever gets here first gets to do the questions with TK. And sadly, I believe that was Toluani. So, gonna be TK and Tolu this week. All right, guys, starting with question one. Recently, on a live radio show, Shaq said his Lakers would be in MJ's Chicago Bulls and KD's Golden State Warriors. Do you agree with Shaq that he and Kobe would have been, quote-unquote, impossible to stop, or would you take MJ or KD's teams over the Lakers? TK, I'll start with you. Well, first of all, I don't like how you made that, that, that deal that whoever joined the podcast first gets to that, be on the show. It, you know, it, it's Tolu, not, Tolu it's not by choice. It's not by choice. Okay. Are you serious Man, right now? He just said he wow. literally just sits wow. on his phone waiting for opportunities like this. So I just wanted the listeners to know that first. I wish it could have been Gianni or Son or even Trey. I would have even, I would have even accepted Trey because he, he, he's not biased. He just go. Just go. Totally just totally, you're just very emotional. But with that being said, you are my brother. I love you. So let's do it. All right. So PC. I must say, first of all, whoever came up with this question is a genius because this is a very, very good question. And, and it shows you that this person is literally taking his entire week to watch little snippets oh, and little things of different podcasts, of different sports shows. And he's coming Can you just go, please? Every single Monday with these perfect questions. So I just want to say that was a great question. Not to answer so this question, Mr. PC. Not to answer this question, Mr. PC Kellerman. If I'm being non-biased, right? And I'm and I'm honestly trying to answer the question 100%. No bias. Not me not being a Lakers fan and just wanting to immediately shout Kobe and Shaq. I got I got in total. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, man. But I, I honestly, if I'm taking all three teams, and it, it also the era would also depend on it for me as well. I'm just assuming it would be this era, right? So if we're playing in this era, and you're taking Shaq and Kobe, you're taking. Well, what is it, Rodman and Pippen and Jordan? I can't really think of the other names on that team because, I mean, Michael Jordan was really the big name, Scottie Pippen. And then you're taking Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, bro. I mean, I got to go with the Warriors, Tolu. I don't know, bro. Um, Like I said, first of all, I'm assuming that we're playing in this era where you can't even sneeze on a player without getting a foul. I can tell you one thing. Shaq would not be able to dominate. At, okay, let me rephrase what I'm about to say. Shaq would be able to dominate the game. He would be the best player in the game right now. But what I'm saying is Shaq would have a lot more offensive fouls. He would not get away with as much bullying as he did back in the early 2000s and early in the late 90s. Um, like I said, bro, you, you, you get called for everything in this era, bro. Like, literally, you can't touch an offensive player or anything. But Shaq, the way that he dominates, it would be hard to not call offensive fouls on Shaq at just about every single time because he's just that he's just that dominating, bro. He would literally single-handedly just knock guys out of the post and just get dunked every single time, bro. You, I mean, you can't, bro. He'd be averaging like fifty a game, bro. But Kevin Durant, Steph, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson, bro. That's just a lot of scoring, bro. Like we literally, it's not something that we have to talk about. We've seen what these three players are capable of doing to the entire NBA, bro. Just making it completely unfair. I don't think I don't think Pippen and, and, and Michael Jordan is stopping that. Um, Jordan, one of the great one of the greatest non talking about defensive players in, uh, that we've ever seen. Um, he was so spectacular on offense that we don't talk about his defense much. But I, I, I it's Pippen and, and Pippen and Michael Jordan. They're not stopping Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant definitely aren't stopping Klay, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry. And when you look at it from that point of view, bro, it's a lot. Three V twos every time, bro. 
excuse me, 3v2s every time. You're talking about the greatest pairing of possibly three-point shooters on one team of all time. Instead, you got the Splash Brothers, and then you got a guy like Kevin Durant, who's just completely unstoppable. Um, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, you can't put Shaquille O'Neal on, on, on Kevin Durant for a game of 40, what, 48 minutes. That's not going to work. Who do you put on a guy like Kevin Durant? Who do you put on Clay Thompson? Who do you put on Stephen Curry? So because of that, I think Kevin Durant, him being that third player, puts them over a team like Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and then Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Uh, maybe if they had a, a third player that was up to the level of Kevin Durant, maybe I'd change my mind. But yeah, Kevin Durant being that third star on a team with the Splash Brothers, bro, that just changes everything for me. And like I said, I would assume it would be in this era. So I would have to personally go with the Warriors uh, with Kevin Durant, uh, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, Tolu, your first time attempting the questions in a 1v1 source scenario. Go ahead. Uh, TK basically touched it all. I mean, I'm going with the Warriors in both these games. Just going to keep it short. They got Kevin Durant, Snake. Steph Curry, I don't like him. I don't. Well, I like him. I don't like his fans. Clay Thompson, I mean, back in the day, Clay Thompson before the injury, he was a top five shooter. He's still a top five shooter in history. I'm still taking that team over Kobe Bryant and Shaq. As much as I love Kobe, I miss him so much. As much as I love Shaq, as much as I hate MJ, he's not better than LeBron. We're getting that. That's another discussion. But Scottie Pippen, he's 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 I. I mean, but I, I'm I'm picking the Warriors over both of them because that team was just that's that was the greatest team ever assembled. That was the greatest team ever assembled, and I just don't see any team, both of those teams beating the Golden State Warriors. Speaking of that, the Warriors sure miss Kevin Durant now because Steph Curry literally had to go God mode last game because he didn't have no help. No help. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Steph didn't have no help last game. You know what? I got to get this. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting emotional. But, yeah, Warriors are beating both teams. I'm glad that that you you, uh, controlled yourself there, Tolu. Um, I'm glad we're also on the same page in terms of who what team to pick in this sort of scenario especially in this era i mean let's just face the facts the golden state warriors are the greatest dynasty that this generation has ever seen um they're currently in the finals right now they're looking at possibly their fourth championship in this series against celtics steph curry clay thompson draymond green they've now added a fourth splash brother in jordan Poole. Andrew Wiggins, who I think has been placed in that Andre Godala sort of role in this series, has been great so far. I, there, there really is no comparison, especially when talking about that that damn near unstoppable team of KD, Steph, Draymond, Clay. Uh, it it was damn near unstoppable, and I, I I'll go on record by saying that there isn't a player that I think could guard Shaquille O'Neal on any of the teams mentioned, maybe Dennis Rodman, but Shaq in his prime, untouchable. But, you know, one man isn't going to win you a basketball game, especially in this generation. So, with all that in mind, let's move on to our second question. Uh, on the recent episode of the It Need to Be Said podcast, Tyree Kill, new wide receiver for Miami Dolphins, uh, he... <laughs> went on to say that his quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes and that he, quote, this is from Tyree Gill, take Tua over Pat and accuracy all day, end quote. 
do you guys agree with Tyreek Hill? And why don't you totally? Uh, TK, can I ask you a question? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what, what kind of... What kind of weed they got there in Miami? Because I, I want some, bro. Because uh, that's what's happening. Like, I, I don't I know what Tyree Kill's smoking. When I get to my take, I'll talk about it, but go ahead. I don't know what Tyree Kill's smoking, but uh, he's smoking that good stuff. I really want some. Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Like, this man got paid and then just lost his mind like what Tua is more accurate the Tua Tavaloa who literally cannot throw the ball down the field who could not he can't even throw it down the field can't throw it down the field at all the Tua I saw Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl almost complete a pass throwing like literally falling down to the ground and almost do y'all remember that like I remember I don't know who it was too but he almost completed a pass while falling down while falling down. That was with a trash offensive line, by the way. Like, Patrick Mahomes on one arm is more accurate than, than Tua as a whole. As a whole. I don't... I, what, is, what is he smoking? What is he smoking, bro? Like, what... Does, does he have beef with the Chiefs or something? Like, like, I don't even know how to answer this. Like, stay off the weed, Tyree Kill. Even he doesn't even believe that. He, he's lying. He don't believe that. He don't believe that. He don't believe that, bro. He's just trying. Are what are the Dolphins paying him? They definitely paying him more to talk how good Tua is because there's just no way you can say with a straight face that Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. You can't say that with a straight face. I already knew he laughed when he said that. There's no way he said that with a straight face. There's no way. There's no way. Um, TK, what do you think? He wrote something down. <laughs> Well, wrote something well, yeah. down. I'm, nah, I'm, this is just my top five quarterbacks for the next question. But um, well, totally to answer your question. First of all, Miami has some very, very, very good weed, as you can see that I'm smoking right now. Well, the, well, the listeners won't be able to see it unless you watch the YouTube video. But we we have some very, very, very good weed. Um, we have weed hmm. that can make you. We have weed that make you really, really smart, like uh, very attentive, and you're on your shit. And then we also have the other weed that makes you just say completely stupid, dumbass, like idiotic, ridiculous shit, like my man Tyreek Hill said um, on the podcast. So let me get this straight. Well, let me try to point out a couple of things. All right, it's amazing because I I want to try to look at it from Tyreek from Tyreek's point of view. Now. PC, John, Gianni, Trey, Tolu. Is it possible that maybe when he said Tua is more accurate, that maybe he meant on short passes like five yards and, and below? Maybe? Because Tua is a very, very, very accurate quarterback when it comes to passes that are five yards and four yards and three yards, two yards, and a little dump pass. You know, he's very accurate at that. So maybe that's what he meant. Tolu, mute yourself. Um, so maybe that's what he meant, but I really don't know, bro. PC, I, I honestly don't know what he was thinking. I honestly think he was high when he was on the podcast. Um, the NFL is not very strict on weed anymore. As a matter of fact, I could be wrong, but I think it's, if it's not legal, it's just as close to legal in the NFL as it can be. So I think he was high when he said what he said, first of all. So I'm just going to put that out there. I think I personally think he was high and it may have kind of messed with his judgment and things that he was saying. Um, so like I said, I tried to look at it from the point of view as maybe he meant five yards and lower. You know what I'm saying? Because Tua is very accurate when it comes to that. We have, we don't really see a lot of short passes from Patrick Mahomes. So maybe that's what he meant. Patrick Mahomes is more of a 
a, a deep passer. Like we've seen Patrick Mahomes absolutely kill the deep ball game. So maybe that's what he meant. Because Tolu, I completely agree with you. Tua's deep ball is absolutely atrocious. It's terrible. You guys all seen the practice video that a lot of us, that a lot of people were clowning on the internet where he threw no competition. Let me say that, by the way, for the listeners who haven't seen it. It was just a, a regular practice pass, no pads, just a helmet, and just throwing the football, and he underthrew Tyreek Hill. <clears throat> they can take from that information whatever you want. Um, but, yeah, like I said, man, PC, I really don't know, bro. I don't know what he was thinking. I think that, you know, this is a guy that's just trying to uplift his own quarterback. Um, he got his money, like Tolu mentioned, and he got a lot of fucking money, bro. Like, we can say that. He got a lot of ends. He got a lot of ends. Uh, a lot of zeros. So I'm just thinking that maybe it's, this is just a, to, to strictly uplift Tua, um, just give him some confidence because he hears all the rumors. This is basically Tua's last chance. Tua hears the rumors, bro. This is Tua's last chance. If he doesn't su- succeed this season, he's basically done. Um, and he's going to be in a kind of a, a Baker Mayfield type situation where he's looking for a job and a team desperate enough to pick him up. And um, Baker Mayfield is definitely better than Tua right now. So if Tua ends up in a situation like Baker. Yeah, good luck. Baker The Baker doesn't have a job right now, but so you'll probably be sitting for a very long time. You can find yourself in a situation where you fuck up with the Dolphins and you're in a situation where you're in the offseason and our team is having to trade for you. Um, yeah, man, I I don't know, PC. I, like I said, I, I honestly, I think he was high. He looked high to me on the podcast, bro. Like, I, I, I saw the podcast where they were talking, bro. He looked high to me, bro. So I personally think he was high. Miami had some really good weed, bro, so I'm just going to say it was that. Um Tyreek Hill, I love you, bro. You're not a chief anymore, so I can I can finally have have the respect that I want to have for you and love you, bro. But like, don't be saying stupid ass shit like that no more, bro, because it's, it's just not you, bro. Patrick, in no way, shape, or form, there is nothing about Tua, nothing about Tua at all that he, that Patrick that he can do that Patrick Mahomes that Patrick Mahomes can't do or hasn't done already, bro. Trey, uh, I know that you wanted to add something to that. Yeah. I don't care about what Tyreek said. You know, he just high off that pay, losing his mind. TK, I got a question, though. You mentioned the weed in um, Florida, right? So how do you smoke yes. papers? How do you smoke papers but don't have any legal documents at all? How do you smoke papers <laughs> but don't have Oh, my God. There's no way. Bro. I'm sick of you, dog. Bro, I'm really tired of you, bro. This, this is why we crazy. call you the troll of the podcast. This is I'm exactly why. This, this, this man is a troll, question. This is um, a serious question. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let let me go back to the main question. <laughs> um, I'm going to try my best to be the the advocate for Tyreek Hill here and try to see this from his point of view. Miami Dolphins, currently Abbott Dolphins, where it's Tyreek Hill, Mike Gusecki, um, you have Tua, you have a great running back core, you have a great wide receiving core, you have a very talented offense under a Mike McDaniel offense of system. Mike McDaniel, for those who don't know, was hired by the Dolphins. He was the 49ers offense coordinator for all those years and made Jimmy Garoppolo look good. In that offense, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't throw the ball that much. He actually had a lot of short, intermediate passes in that offense. It was very rare that he threw the ball deep. Considering what Mike McDaniel likes to do in his offense, and considering the type of player that Tyreek Hill is, it isn't too perplexing that he might think or even say something in that sort of context because context is 
everything when it comes to quotes like Tyree Kill uh, said. I just think that he was speaking, like you alluded to, TK, about short intermediate passes because Tua thrives in that aspect, especially with a wide receiver they has now with the caliber of Tyree Kill. It should be very easy to dump the ball off to him. And I'm sure Mike Daniel is going to incorporate Tyree Kill in more ways than one in his offense. And it's going to be a very difficult time for any team that faces them this upcoming season. I, I think that's what Tyreek Hill was alluding to. If he was alluding to the deep ball, then obviously he needs to be checked for PEs. He needs to be checked for see if he was high during that during that podcast. But yeah, I think I think he was speaking on short intermediate passes. Um, but I, I do want to get one guy's opinion here, Sean who uh, is very knowledgeable when it comes to his uh, knowledge of football. But what, what do you think of the quote from Tyreek? So I obviously disagree. And I think Tyreek Hill himself, if he was asked to this on a lie detector test, he would also disagree. But I'm never going to get mad at a player for in public trying to hype up and defend his quarterback who gets scrutinized in the media all the time to attack by Loa. He needs every confidence boost that he can get. The media is always on his ass, always trying to bring him down. So I think Tyreek Hill trying to prop him up. He's just being a good teammate. So I really don't see how you can be mad at him for that. I disagree. I think he himself disagrees, but I understand why he said it. Great, I agree. I mean, shoot, we're criticizing him now for what he said. So I, I, I think we, we can get Tyreek's perspective, uh, in that sense. Okay, let's go to our last question here, boys. Um, and this is a question that I'm kind of interested to, to hear a couple of people's opinion on. Um, who is your top five quarterbacks going into the 2022 NFL season? have a couple of candidates. TK, I know that you were writing down your list in the previous question. Who are your top five? All right. So just keep, in, just keep in mind, this is completely opinionated. There's really no wrong answers unless you have, like, Zach Wilson as number one or some crazy shit like that. All right. But here's personally, here's my top five. So I think we all have Patrick Mahomes at number one. Um. Josh Allen at number two. Whether Josh Allen is your number one or two, I think we can both. I think we can all agree that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they're the tier in the NFL. So I have Patrick Mahomes one. I have Josh Allen two. I have Tom Brady three. And I understand that might be controversial for some people, but I mean, dude, this is a guy that said he's going to play until he's forty-five. And you know, this man is literally on it. This man is about to be forty-five, and he's literally stuck to it. <laughs> Sean, relax, bro. And he's literally he's stuck to what he said, and bro, he's goaded just for that. But honestly, I like the weapons that they added, um, the weapons that they're bringing back. Um, they boosted the offensive line. They took they took the Patriots' best offensive lineman and got him for a bag of chips. Trey, I'll let you speak on that later, bro. But yeah, um, I really like the things that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. I like Todd Bowles, um, as the, as as the new head coach. Um, him and Tom Brady seem to have a very, very strong relationship. Tom Brady was very excited. So, um, and then they added the wide receiver. I can't remember his name right now, but the wide receiver from um the the Atlanta Falcons, who I thought was uh who I thought was very good last year, at least on my fantasy team. He did me a lot of justice. I think it's it was it Russell Gage something. Gage. Yeah, Russell Gage. Yeah, I really think that that's going to be a huge addition <clears throat> with the absence of uh 
uh, the wide receiver that the Bucks are going to be missing. I can't remember his name either. I'm a high guy. See, this is what I'm saying, bro. Tyreek Hill, I understand. I understand why you said what you said. But, yeah. So, I got uh, Tom Brady at number three. Lamar Jackson at number four. And, listen, man, Bengals fans, uh, AFC North fans, Browns fans, Ravens fans. Or not Ravens fans, because Ravens fans know and agree with what I'm about to say. If you if you think that Lamar Jackson and the and, and the Baltimore Ravens are not going to be the number one team in the AFC North this year, you are crazy. You don't know football, and you're smoking crack. All right, they're going to take that throne back in the AFC. The Bengals had a great run last season. I understand what they did was it, bro. It was legendary. Like it was something that we've never seen, bro. You feel me? A first-time quarterback, and he was a first-time quarterback because he was injured the year before. This is a man, uh, 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 Joe Burrow, that we're talking about. A man that took his team to the Super Bowl. He beat the Chiefs. I mean, he beat some pretty. He beat some teams on the way there, bro. And I understand that he was one pass or one play catch away. If his running back had caught the ball, we're probably having a different conversation. And if they get that first down in the Super Bowl, Bengals probably win that Super Bowl. But it's just a big what if. So we can't we can't say anything about that. But let me tell you something, bro. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson is going to get his money, first of all, bro. The Ravens are not stupid. Lamar Jackson is not stupid. He's going to get his money when he gets his money. People need to stop freaking about that and think that a trade is going to happen. It's not going to happen. Eagles fans, you're not getting Lamar Jackson. And whatever other teams think they're getting Lamar Jackson, you're not. Dead that. Just dead that. Completely dead it. Lamar Jackson is going to come back this year on some MVP-type form. I, I literally believe that. Uh, Tolu has told me about the wide receivers on his team that he really believes in. I can't do anything but believe Ravens fans and take their word for it. So if they say that this dude is the number one wide receiver, then I got I to gotta, – uh, Tolu, what's his name? What, what, what's the dude's name again, bro? The rookie Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Yeah. If, Tolu, if Tolu, if Mook, if Bam, and other Ravens fans tell me that this guy's a wide receiver one, I just got to believe he's a wide receiver one. Um, he's special. Like I said, man – he, I, 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 got, I got to take your word for it. I don't see it, but I got to take your word for it. And we'll see it this year, bro. We're going to find out this year because he's definitely wide receiver one now. But as far as Lamar Jackson, bro, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to take a step back. When Lamar Jackson is healthy, he's at MVP form every single time he touches the football, every single time he touches the field, bro. He's that good. You can't stop him with the run. And good luck. And, and once Lamar Jackson gets that run going, it makes stopping the pass a lot much harder, bro. Lamar Jackson, you could say that he's the best running back and quarterback on that team when you break it down. So for that specific reason, I have him number four on my list. <clears throat> I, I, I was going back with number three and four, but I just couldn't put him over Tom Brady. And here's my fifth one, guys. And I personally don't give a damn how any of you feel about it. Number five on my list is going to be Russell Wilson. And if you guys think I'm joking, no. I really wrote Russell Wilson on my list. <sighs> I think we all need to take in fact that I understand DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are better wide receivers than the Broncos have. But when you're talking about as far as a wide receiver core, I, I don't care what anyone says. Broncos has a top five wide receiver core in the NFL. Jerry Judy, Patrick Sertan. Oh, not Patrick Sertan. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Pat, uh, Tim Patrick, Portland Sutton, and then we also have our wide right receiver that's coming back, uh, KJ Hamler that's coming back from the injury, bro. Who wants to play that Tyler Lockett role? Who also he he's a he's a burn guy. He's very very fast. He he break, he gets over the safeties and he gets over the corners. He's that he's he's that type of guy. I really like the I really like the tight end that we added in Greg Dolchich. Uh Albert, oh, I'm not even going to try to say his last name because that's the longest African last name I've ever heard in my life, so I'm not even going to try to say it. I really like our tight end system. This is the best offensive line that we've had 
since Peyton Manning was here, bro. Like, they, they, we've signed some really good – we've signed some really good guards. We've signed some really good tackles. Um, I really like Quinn Minders. <clears throat> Quinn Minders coming – he, he won't even be playing on the offensive line this year as far as a starter, and that's also a weapon for us as, as far as a guy that's being able to, to play the center position, guard position. He can play a little bit of tackle too. And then the defense, bro. We finished third in the defense last year. When Russell Wilson was at his best, when he had a defense and a run game, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, two tight end sets, four to five very good wide receivers, the best offensive line that he's had in a very, very long time, probably since 2011, 2012, bro. Listen, man, Russell Wilson is going to be in that MVP conversation this year, and I understand that he's never been in the MVP conversation before, but listen, for anybody who thinks that Russell Wilson is washed, let me tell you something. Just two years ago in 2020, this man threw 40 touchdowns, was rated on the NFL.com's list as the second best player in the league. This man is not washed. He's not close to washed. He's just been behind a terrible offensive line, a coach who did not let him cook, who always wanted to run first, and who a coach who believed in defense and running. That's it, bro. He did not believe in passing the football. He's a run-first coach. Now you're coming to an offensive-minded coach, Nathaniel Hackett. You're coming to a coach that's going to let you do what you want, going to let you cook, and who has has stated before that he is building the offense around Russ. PC, Tolu, Trey, Gianni, Sean. Russell Wilson is going to be a top-five quarterback this year. TK, I'm just really glad that you left one guy in particular off the top five list. You know who that is? Trey, 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 Trey. Rogers, we know. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. We know. We know. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. So listen, I got, I got Aaron Rodgers. I, I got Aaron Rodgers at six. The reason why I don't have Aaron Rodgers. The reason I don't have. Not good enough. Not good enough. The reason why I don't have him in my top five. Obviously, I can't put him over Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or, or, or Lamar Jackson. I just won't. Absolutely. There's nothing you can tell me to make me think that he's better than that. But here's the thing. We don't have Devontae Adams anymore, bro. And I think people are really sleeping on how important this man was to Aaron Rodgers um, and, and, and the way that Aaron Rodgers played, bro. When Aaron Rodgers had no option, Devontae Adams was always in option every time, no matter what. You now don't have that option anymore, bro. You're bringing in a bunch of rookies. You took a rookie in a second. I can't remember his name, but you took a rookie in a second. He's not no damn Devontae Adams. He will never be Devontae Adams. I don't care how good this kid's going to be. He will never be a Devontae Adams. Like he I said, replaced him with Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Bum. bro, you. it's hard to replace a, the, the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think we can all agree that if he's not the if he's not the best on your list, he's at least top three. But it's hard replacing the top three guy. Patrick Mahomes is going to deal with the same thing with, with Tyreek Hill this year, I believe. We're just going to see a different – these guys are still going to be great. Patrick Mahomes is just so much better than Aaron Rodgers right now. But like I'm that, – so that's why he's number one on the list. But like I'm saying, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take a little step back. But I think a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's what, 38, 39, is going to take a major step back, bro. But he'll still be in that top 10 discussion. He'll still be, he'll still be in the MVP discussion because his team is still going to win 10 to 11 games. So you, you can't but and, – and, and people are going to put him in that strictly because of that. But like I said, man. No, 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 Devontae Adams, bro, that's tough. And you just gave that dude to a team that already had a pretty good offense. So, good luck, man. I don't know. But I got him number six on my list. He wasn't top five, bro. Okay. Uh, Tolu, let's uh, get your top five. All righty. I think we already touched on number one and two, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But my list is just a little bit different than TK's. Just a little bit. So, number one. 
Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Josh Allen. Number three, I don't care what y'all say. I think Lamar Jackson is a top three quarterback in the NFL when he's healthy. I'm picking Lamar Jackson. Y'all already know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. When Lamar Jackson gets it going, I don't give a damn when no one says he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Because when that man is cooking, he cooks with gas. He's like, he's like, um, he's like the Steph Curry of the NFL. Like you just can't stop him. You, you, he, like if you stop the run, you he can pass. He, he, you try to, and now he has an offensive line, by the way. Like, Lamar Jackson has an offensive line. He took a lot of hits. We don't have Alejandro Villanueva, that terrorist that always let Lamar get stuck. He couldn't even block to save his life. I'm so happy he retired. Sayonara, we're never going to miss you. Ronnie Stanley's coming back. A top five, maybe the best left, left, left tackle in the NFL. Juwan James is coming back. And we added Tyler Lindenbaum, Probably the best center in the draft. Plus, we got Rashad Bateman, who I'm telling you guys is special. He's going to be special. We got Mark Andrews, who I don't give a damn when nobody says he's the best tight end in football. You can argue with your mother. I don't care. Lamar Jackson is going to have an MVP-type season because he's going to get a new contract, and we're going to give him as much money as possible. So Lamar Jackson's number three for me. Number four, I'm going Joe Burrow. As much as I hate to say this, I can't stand Bengals fans. I can't stand the Bengals. But Joe Burrow had a phenomenal, phenomenal season last year. Obviously, he led his team to the Super Bowl. He's got Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins. He's got uh, Joe Mixon. Um, who else? Who's that other receiver? Forgot his name. Uh, what was it? Boyd? Yeah, Boyd. Uh, Tyler, they did Boyd. Lose Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Um, they did lose that uh, the Uzma to the Jets. But that's going to hurt them a little bit. But they still got a great wide receiving core. They got Joe Mixon, a good run game. They got a decent defense. I know they they uh, drafted Daxon Hill. He's Justice Hill's brother uh, from uh, Michigan. He's good. So I'm going to say Joe, Joe Burrow's going to, you know, be Joe Burrow because I don't think he's going to take a down year. But I don't think the Bengals will win any division. So I have Joe Burrow at number four. Number five, hmm, this is tough for me, but I'm going to go Justin Herbert. Now, I know he hasn't made the playoffs yet, and he has to make the playoffs, you know, but I think, like, I think he's going to have a bounce-back year because, you know, the, the Chargers, they, they up their defense. They still, have, they still have Mike Williams. They still have Keenan Allen. So I think, I think with the Chargers, with the defense, with an upgraded defense, I think Justin Herbert's going to have an MVP-type season. So I, I picked Justin Herbert number five. And you know something? Notice how I didn't pick the Browns because they're going to stick with Baker Mayfield because their stupid, stupid cells paid that fraud $230 million. That man should be thrown in prison. He needs to be going to jail. He's going to jail. He's got to go to jail. He's got to go to jail. He's got to go to jail. That's what he has to do because he's, he's a criminal, a criminal. And only the Cleveland Browns would do that stupid, only them stupid. Okay, who cares? Are, so we're putting, okay. a, so wait, let me get this straight. So we're putting a guy who's never won a playoff game in our top five. Why is Justin, why, why is Herbert? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert it plays like a top five quarterback. I know he hasn't made the playoffs, but I feel like he's gonna have an MVP type season with all the weapons they have and their upgrade defense. I just feel like he's gonna have an MVP season. So I think he's gonna be a top five quarterback this year. That's my opinion. I think he's gonna be a top five quarterback this year. Okay. 
Um, well, I, I, I do want to say, I, I want to get uh, Gianni's uh, top five on this real quick, but I, I just want to get my own top five. Um, yeah, I know you guys have been salivating for it. Um, it's obvious who ones you are, Mahomes and Allen. Uh, number three, I am going with Tom Brady. I'm tired of doubting the greatness of Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't know if he falls off this upcoming season uh, because he is going with less with less weapons, but it's still Tom Brady. And the fact that he's that we're even considering putting him top five at the age that he is at was he forty five years old? Yeah, um, that's that's greatness right there. Uh, he's still top three to me, and I'm not making that mistake again. Um, now, number four, I am going with Aaron Rodgers. If and if Aaron Rodgers makes the playoffs this year with the weapons that he has, because as of right now, Sammy Watkins is his wide receiver one, there should be no disrespect on Aaron Rodgers' name after after this season. Because you can't replace somebody like Devontae Adams in one offseason. There's just there was no way of that happening. They have a good considerably worse wide receiving core than they've had during Aaron Rodgers' entire time as starter for the Green Bay Packers. Like, this is a wide receiving core that I don't even consider top 15 as of right now. So if Aaron Rodgers is able to pull this offense and bring them to the playoffs, he is going to be regarded as one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. And I don't think... There should be any reason to think otherwise. Um, so that's why I have number four. At number five, um, at number five, I think it's only fair that I put Russell Wilson number five. Um, Russell Wilson, while I do believe, um, kind of tails off towards the end of the season. He, in his prime, when he has everything. On him. I don't know why you're giving thumbs down, CK. I picked Russell Wilson um, from number five. When he has everything around him, he is amazing. I don't think he's washed. Whoever said that he's washed is lying to themselves. Russell Wilson is washed. But now he has weapons, not only on offense, but on defense as well. Um, so the fact that this is a version of Russell Wilson that we may get going forward, it's he may have an MVP season. He may have that MVP season that TK wants. There should be no excuses for Russell Wilson this upcoming season. Um, I am put Lamar top five strictly because I don't think it's not that I don't think Lamar Jackson is a top five quarterback. When Lamar Jackson is healthy, he is 100% a top five quarterback. But if we are speaking on right now, if we are talking about right now, who would I make my top five? I'm not putting Lamar Jackson there. He was injured last year. He was. He was injured last year. Now, hopefully he stays healthy for this upcoming season. And I will, of course, put him back in my top five. But as of right now, I'm not putting Lamar in the top five. And that's okay because he's still a top 10 quarterback. And being a top 10 quarterback in this league now is not a bad thing. Okay. That's not a bad thing at all. Um, and it's, kind of uh, the same reason for Justin Herbert. 
He hasn't won a playoff game yet. And while I do think he is a very talented quarterback, I just can't put him top five quite yet until he wins something. And Justin Herbert hasn't won anything yet. Uh, so Lamar and Justin Herbert pushing to the side, keep him out top five for, for right now anyway. Uh, but Gianni, I do want to get your your top five quarterback list here. So what what do you think? I agree with one and two. Um, Mahomes one, Allen two. I think Rodgers is going to be third because of what he has to work with um, this season. Sammy Watkins is his number one receiver. I don't even know who's their number two receiver right now. So if if they figure if he figures out and put big numbers. He gonna he has to win the MVP honestly, because if you have Sammy Watkins as your number one receiver and you somehow put the same type of stats as the last couple of seasons, that you you can't leave him off the top three list. You can't leave, you can't put him under third honestly. So I have to go with Rodgers at third. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady at four. Um, he's coming back for other season and. That offense is loaded, so I, I think he's going to be fourth. And then at fifth, I agree with Russell Wilson. Uh, I think he's going to put some big numbers on this Broncos team, and they're going to have a chance, a real good chance at winning the division and having a home playoff game. I agree. And, you I know, agree. I really – PC, Gianni, I'm really, I, I just I, – just please let me have this moment. Because can we just sit down and, and – this is say 20 podcasts ago. We were talking about Teddy Bridgewater as my franchise quarterback. This is uh, amazing. Uh, uh, what, total, MVP Teddy Bridgewater, TK. MVP Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, listen. I don't know who said he was MVP. It wasn't me. There's no <laughs> Um, oh no, it was we have, we have no, the footage. No, 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 we no, have the no, footage. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no, we have the footage. But, the footage. But, 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 PC Gianni, man, it's just, it's just crazy what a year can do, man. Shout out to George Payton and Peyton Manning and everybody that just had something to do with getting Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Because I mean, it's really new times in Denver, but the NFL is just better when the Broncos are one of the better teams in the NFL. But, I mean, that's all I just want to say. I'm just loving the love that I'm getting from my man PC and my man Gianni right now. I mean, it feels good. Uh, it feels yeah. good. It feels yeah, good. Yes. I can I get I my list in real quick? Yeah. Uh, I Actually, uh, you can get your list in, Sean, and I have a question for Trey after. All right. First of all, for, I just want to respond to Tolu's response. Tolu, you are so insanely biased. Mark Andrews is definitely not the best tight end in the NFL. Yes, he is. Ronnie yes, he Stanley is, is yes, definitely yeah. not the best yes, left tackle in the NFL. Tolu, Tolu. I yes, like the Ravens. Yes, I root for yes, the Ravens because of Lamar. Mark Andrews. You can make the case for Mark Andrews. I don't I, think I, you can. I'll defend Solu right there. You can make the case for Mark no Andrews. No one in the league can block like Mark Andrews so, so and catch touchdowns like Mark Andrews. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Can, can, we let, can we let PC? Because I, I got a question for PC. So, you, PC, you're telling that you would take Mark Andrews over a Travis Kelsey and a Darren Waller? Is and that what you're telling Kittle. Yes. And, and, and a definitely Kittle. Darren Waller. I, I think I think you can make that case. Yes, I think you I can make the case for Andrews. The only tight end you can compare to Mark Andrews is George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. You can't put anyone else over him. All right, Tolu, Tolu, just let Sean. All right, this. another thing. So this, we'll debate this all night. 
I don't know how you guys forgot this guy. Where is Cam Newton on your list? MVP Cam oh, Newton. Why is he not in your top? Yeah, oh, no, here, here comes the truth. Patriots legend Cam Newton. In all seriousness, this is my top five. I think there's a very clear top four. They've proven it. They've won playoff games. They've made two roles. They've all won a two role, except for my number two, which is Josh Allen. But I think it's Patrick Mahomes, number one, Josh Allen, number two, Tom Brady, number three. And like I don't know why the hate. Like, has he won a Super Bowl recently? No, but he's still going far in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is a top tier quarterback. He's one with bad wide receivers outside of Devontae Adams, struggling offensive line. Like Aaron Rodgers is a top tier. So it's those four in the top tier. And to me, I don't even think you can debate anyone over them. Number five came came down to a couple guys: Lamar, uh, Burrow, Herbert, Russell Wilson. I ended up choosing between TK's quarterback and Tola's quarterback. But I had to go with the Broward legend, Lamar Jackson, as my number five. I'm sorry, TK. Yes, Johnny! Hey, hey, hey. Yes! Um, now, real quick, and then we'll go into our next segment, Trey. Uh, I want you to give your, your top five, because I already know, I kind of have a feeling what it might be. But uh, I, I do want to know, what is one quarterback that you think will make the leap into a top five quarterback this upcoming season? I mean, one, I want to say first off, how could you put Russell Wilson in your top five? Not say, And not Lamar saying that. That, that wasn't the question. That wasn't no, 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 the question, sir. That wasn't the question, the sir. Question. I'm just, I just have a question. To, Bill, how can you not put Lamar in the top five for being injured when Russell Wilson was also injured last year? He only played a couple games. And when he did play, he didn't He's put proven. up like... It's such a good he's proving he's not a Lamar Jackson has or Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. That's why. Yeah, but he's still, won a Super Bowl. Still. Either way, who cares? All right. Answer the question. Hater. Who I think is gonna take a leap in top five uh to become a top five quarterback? I mean, I could say Lamar Jackson simply because last year before the injury, he had the team at eight and three. And then after he got hurt, it was just downhill from there. So I mean you can't really question his ability on the field. We know what he can bring. Uh, still got work on the passing a little bit, but it's getting better. That's who I think will take the leap uh, next year. To Bro, do you have some, like, hate? Do you mm. hate Russell Wilson or something? Mm. So you're I don't, telling me Lamar no, I don't. can take the I leap into the top five, but Russell Wilson can't? TK, Russell Wilson's like 33-34. He might be going down. I literally don't hate Russell Wilson. Lamar isn't even in his prime. It was just for Lamar's not in his prime yet. The way Lamar plays, the way Lamar plays, he won't even make it to 33, bro. Stop it. Stop it. Wow. That's not fair at all, TK. Like, that's a common... Let you go. Okay. That's a very common misconception. Most quarterback injuries come when they get sacked standing in the pocket. Running does not lead to more injuries. Michael Vick played till he was 33-34. That's a very common misconception. It's unfair to say about Lamar. So Russell, so I, I the just two, this to be recorded. I remember this. Sean said Russell Wilson might be on the downside of his career. I just want this to be recorded. I think that's fair to say, Tom considering Brady, his age. Tom Brady is forty-five. Aaron Tom Rogers Brady is, is an alien. This guy isn't human. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is thirty-nine. So so are we? So are you telling me that Russell Wilson isn't in the type of isn't in the type of bracket as a Tom Brady and, a, and a no. Aaron Rodgers? Is that what yes, you're that's me? what I'm saying. That's what I'm wow. talking about. Okay, okay. Russell right. Wilson is better okay. than Rodgers, nigga. Oh, my right. God, Trey. Okay. okay, PC, we can move on. 
Uh yeah, let's let's move on. We can debate this all night. That's crazy, but whatever. Yeah, no, I I told you, I told you. We, we, we it was uh, that was for Gianni and Sean because you, my friend, put Mac Jones first. You should absolutely. Know than oh, yes, absolutely. I I already know you, but it's okay because we we you and I have our wonderful segment that we have to get to. The next segment that we'll get to in the episode for this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time. For off the top rope with your boys, PC and Trey. Time to switch over into some wrestling. So, Trey, um, we have a couple of topics that we have to get to. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, he recently got arrested. Um, and we will get to that shortly. Uh, we'll also talk about a couple of things going on in XC as well as WWE. Uh, but I know that you have a guest prepared for the show now we haven't had a guest on the show especially for ottr in a minute i'm assuming it's an rpw guy those who don't know rpw is our wrestling group chat on twitter however and this is definitely off the rip uh he hasn't told me who the guest is so i don't know who we're about to listen to on the podcast as Trey gets our guests ready, so do you, do you want to do you want to explain yourself, Troll Boy? First of all, we got to start with that false narrative about me. I'm not a troll, okay? I just yes, like to have fun. And our guest, You're a troll. That's our what guest is, uh, he's a RPW guy. I'm not sure how long he's been in there, but I know he's been in there longer than me. You know him. Everybody in the chat loves him. Well, I won't say love, but everyone in the chat likes him. Put it that way. I don't know who it is. What's your name? Because he didn't tell it's me. late. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Excellent. <laughs> this is the Let's godfather go. of RPW. That no one Let's go. Lake, Lake, welcome to WHS Podcast, bro. I'm happy to be here, I thought here, you bro. got Dennis. I thought you got Dennis. I'm, I'm not going to Dennis lie. would be a last resort. <laughs> I'd put Benny on here before I choose Dennis. No, 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 I wouldn't do that. No, I would. Benny has a funny bio. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, so let's get into let's get into OTTR this week, guys. Uh, starting with uh, WWE Raw last week. Uh, last week, I think we can all agree Raw had one of their better episodes of the last couple of years. Uh, it was a very eventful episode, but one of the big headliners to come out of it was in fact the Judgment Day. Now, that group was composed of Edge, Rhea Ripley, and Damian Priest. However, they vowed to introduce a new member to the team, and that member was Ben Balor, who then came out to say, well, yeah, me, Rhea, Damian have a lot more in common than we thought. And then Damian Priest delivered that iconic line RBW now, uh, which is you. And I quote, which is you. And Priest proceeded to clothesline Edge and give them the concerto. And Ben Balor, Damien Priest, and Ray Ripley are now a part of the same group with Balor leading this time. Um, I mean, that was definitely one of the best swerves that we've seen in, in quite a while, especially from WWE. What did you guys initially think of it? I I, I had my reaction. Uh, it was live on the podcast last week. 
But uh, yeah. let's start with our guests. Guests go first. Blake, what did you think of the swerve? All right. My opinions were a bit mixed. Uh, at first, when they announced Finn, I was, like, bored with the decision because I kind of expected it. But I was happy with the swerve. Um, but I think it's a bit, like, weird to, like, kick out the leader. Like, the logo has Edge's logo in it. The theme song is Edge's theme song. And Edge only got to be healed for, like, a couple months. But I was really happy with the swerve. I think they probably just wanted to make Edge babyface because of the Cody injury. I agree. I agree. Trey? Uh, yeah, I will say um, Finn Balor was an expected um, addition, but I didn't think they would boot Edge out for Finn Balor to play like that. I mean, Edge as a heel, we all know he's great on the mic. Great in ring. He was great as a heel. But I think the fans and everybody would just rather see him as a baby face. I mean, don't y'all like Edge baby face better than Hill? I did. And then I agree for this too. run. He cut yeah. his hair, too. That's another thing. But whatever about that. Uh, not a bad decision. I'm curious to see how Finn Balor is going to be in this role because we all know he's a pretty nice guy. He also, you know, he has his alter ego when he gets pushed too far. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Holy but it's looking ball. like priest it's looking like priest is like the main guy like the leader like it, like in the attack he was that's, doing most of the work I, w- I was thinking it would have been finn that's what i thought too but like i seen wwe post they was like what's up next for finn balor's judgment day so i'm assuming it's his group now i think it's i be, probably i think and i, I was just me thinking out loud I don't think Finn Balor, Damian Priest, neither of them are the leader. I think there's a higher power here. I don't know who that higher power is Ooh. quite yet, but I think that'd be a great swerve. You can have Finn Balor take on Edge at SummerSlam where you reveal that higher power. And maybe you have it be returning Bray Wyatt. Maybe you have it be somebody completely different, but... I think you add layers to this swerve because it was so unexpected. Nobody expected this. We all thought it'd be like Champa or uh, Joe Gacy from XC as the fourth and final member, but yeah, higher power. That's a good point you make. That's a good point you make about Bray Wyatt. You seen his tweet talking about some soon or something like that. Maybe he's stirring up the pot to make a surprise return, which would be much needed right now. Funny enough, The Fiend debuted at SummerSlam against Finn Balor. Maybe he returns to SummerSlam. I didn't even think about that. Just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, But let's uh, now go to our our second topic here. Uh, NXT 2.0. They had their premium live event this past weekend in your house. Uh, Now, there wasn't a lot of buildup to this premium live event but you know if you're someone like me who's been ex diehard there this this event i think lived up to expectations like it, i don't think it was bad at all uh but with it being a developmental show now i think there were a few matches that over delivered and a couple matches that you know maybe left a little bit more to be desired uh so let's just run down the card here there was no pre-show match uh but the first match was uh, a battle of families. Legado uh, del Fantasma. That's a group of Santos Escobar, who I think 
strapped the rocket onto him. He's the next big luchador in WWE. Uh, his group of uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, De La Cruz isn't isn't Raul Mendoza now. It's uh, De La Cruz uh, or Cruz del Toro, excuse me. Um, they took on Tony D'Angelo's family. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, Dominic C, uh, stacks in two times and. It's it's awkward now because two dimes just recently got released for a policy issue with WWE, uh, but huh. it did see D'Angelo's family pick up the victory, and the stipulation was that what whatever family wins, they would join the other's family. So now Santos uh, Santos Escobar is taking orders from Tony D'Angelo. Um, anyone that watches that see, uh. Kind of, I guess. I guess a uh, interesting, interesting storyline to go with. But we'll have to see how it pans out. Um, but let's go now to the next match: NXT Women's Tag Team Titles, Toxic Attraction. Uh, they took on Katana Chance and Kane Carter, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, who I think have been killing it as the top stable in NXT. Uh, definitely making the NXT Women's Tag Team titles relevant. Um, they they retain. They retain against Carter and Chance. Trey. Now, call me crazy for saying this, right? But I think Toxic Attraction is the female version of the bloodline in NXT. You can't, you can't make this up, right? All they're missing is a manager. All they're missing is the manager. They're all heels, right? Nobody really likes them like that. They're champs. Everyone in there is holding gold. You can see the similarities. All they need is a manager, right? Now, who is one person that needs to come back to WWE? You know who I think could be that manager role? Eva Marie. Because we all know how she is. Her last, <laughs> shut up, Lake. Her last run, her last run in WWE was uh, sorry. It only lasted like a month or two. Oh it was boy. not a good run. She was clearly not interested in wrestling. She's she should be on the managerial side of WWE. I can see her as a good manager for Toxic Attraction. Blake, Blake, uh, no, my friend, you get to see who I deal with every week. The hey, trolls Blake. are out. Hey, <laughs> the trolls are out. PC, Bro, this is no trolls. No. Just think about it. Just think about it, right? Or even, or even Sonya Deville. She just lost her spot. As a what's called, she just okay. lost her spot. So, Sonia's a bit more, a bit more acceptable. Yeah. I think so. I would take Sonia. Yeah, let's let's continue before you start reminiscing more. I actually gotta get to my favorite match of the night. Uh NXT North American Championship on the line. Carmelo Hayes taking on Cameron Grimes. These two have excellent chemistry. And Grimes, the champion going into the match, walked out of the match, the non-champion as the A champion, Carmelo Hayes became a two-time North American champion. I love Carmelo. I think I can say with conviction now, he's definitely my favorite wrestler at the moment. Uh, he just has everything. And whenever he gets called up, I hope he gets treated like money on the main roster, whether it be in the world's championship conversation or just controlling the upper mid card, holding the IC in the US title for most of his career. I think WWE is high on him. Him and Trick are amazing. Uh, and saw him pick up the victory. And now he could start his program with Solo Sokoa, who's, you know, arguably just as over in NXT. Um, 
speaking of, before we get to our next match, um, Lake, because you are a guest, I, I just have a quick question. Uh, I know you don't watch NXT as much as you do, and I mean, that's fair enough. Not a lot of people do. But if you had to pick right now, who would you say is your favorite NXT wrestler? Um, all right. I would probably also say Carmelo Hayes. At first, I was sleeping on him for a while, but after like his last few matches on like premium live events, I think he's been like showing out as the best one. Uh, let's go to our second to last match. The XC Women's Championship was on the line. Mandy Rose, the champion, going into the match, taking on Wendy Chu. Now, we've had debates on the character Wendy Chu. I have my personal opinion of her, with her being, you know, as versatile a character as she is. For those who don't know, Wendy Chu, whose gimmick now is kind of a grown ass, you know, adult or a child in an adult's body. Uh she was the crazy ghost queen that hung out with Zia Lee and Boa uh back in XC back in twenty twenty. So to have such a drastic gimmick change, it 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 definitely it definitely was a change. And um there have been mixed opinions on the match. There are definitely mixed opinions on the character itself. But it did see Mandy Rose retain in the end, which I think was the right decision. Um, but I, I just want to get both of your guys' opinions on the actual match itself and of Wendy Chu, because, like I said, it's very it's very mixed bag. Um, Trey, what, what do you think of Wendy Chu? Uh, I mean, I like her character. It's like it's fresh and new. It's not some that you see every day in WWE. As far as characters go and gimmicks, uh, she's a good in-ring performer. Uh, she's very entertaining. I don't know if you've seen the little skit she had with Toxic Attraction on the build-up to um, In Your House pay-per-view, but I like her character now. I like her. Okay, Lake? Um, I know a lot of people hate on like Wendy Chu's character. I really like the gimmick, and I like how it played into the title match. Well, all of her matches, for that matter. But I thought the match was a bit disappointing, uh, along with the other world title match on the card. I agree. I agree. Um, Wendy, like I said, I think she's a very versatile character. You know, I, I love her work. Um, and you can you can keep her, I guess, in that conversation for a title shot. Um, but I, I think she could do you know, better on the main roster, where she'll have a bit more exposure. She'll, you know, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, lean to that that crowd of younger, uh, you know, kids that may like her character a bit more. Um, I agree. But let's go to this, the actual second to last match. This is the match that I love because of the result. The Creed brothers, Brutus, Julius, taking on the XC Tag Team Champions, pretty deadly for the XC Tag Team Championships. And yeah, it finally, finally happened. The Creed Brothers are the new Tag Team Champions in an excellent match. That's all. Julius hit a picture-perfect moonsault and that, that clubbing forearm he does while their opponent is sitting down to pick up the victory. I'm here saying now, I've been saying it all over social media, and I will keep saying it until I can't talk no more. Mark my words, the Creed brothers 
will be regarded as one of the best tag teams in the entire world in another two, three years. They have the look. They have the in-ring work. Brutus is amazing with, you know, his his little catchphrases for the moves that he does, that Brutus ball that he does off the top rope, that clubbing thing where it's like a Hulk smash type move. You have Julius, who is the better natural talker, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's the better, like, natural leader. If I had to pick somebody to become a single star, it'd be Julius. But them together? Oh, them together. The Creed Brothers are easily one of my favorite tag teams to watch in WWE right now. And sound. Um, and I'm just very glad that they're the tag team champions, finally. Blake, what, what do you think of the Creed Brothers? I really enjoy the Creed Brothers. I thought, like, during, I think it was a gauntlet match for the tag titles. I thought the Creed Brothers were going to win it. I was kind of surprised that Pretty Deadly did. I thought it was a bit too early for that. I'm very glad that they won at the premium live event. I think it was the right decision. Yeah, I agree with Lake. Uh, they had a whole bunch of opportunities to uh, take the tag team titles uh, way before this pay-per-view. And I think that it goes without saying, PC, you're not going to like this, but who cares? Malcolm Bivens was holding them back. And now that they have no manager foreshadowing them, overcasting them, they're going to do great things. They'll probably have the longest NXT title run in history. We don't know. But <sighs> Malcolm Bivens, man, he's holding them back. He's holding them respect back. Malcolm Bivens. I do respect Malcolm Bivens. What he you said. Can't, you can't lie. They won the championships after Malcolm Bivens asked for his release, and he's gone. That a, is that a coincidence? I think not. I will not stand here for this Malcolm Bivens slander. This criticism. That's criticism. Respect Malcolm. Sorry, not Malcolm. He's not Malcolm. Respect Stokely. Respect Stokely. Um, so let's get to our, our main events of this uh, premium live event. It was the NXT Championship on the line. Braun Breaker, who's been dealing with anger management issues when referring to his opponent, Joe Gacy, who has been dealing with some Drew uh, droid issues because he apparently has a lot of droid friends. Um, I thought that part of the rivalry was a bit weird. I thought the idea of him channeling Braun's anger and trying to get out of him because if Braun got disqualified in this match, he would lose the XC championship. With that being said, Braun, he managed to compose himself. He had a huge, massive sphere that Gacy sold amazing um, and hit his uh, little finishing move where he grabs him by the neck, tossed him in the air, and scoops him down for a slam to pick up the victory and retain his NXT championship. So, yeah, um, that was the pay-per-view. I, 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 the match itself was okay. Um, I think Gacy now can move on to wherever you want Joe Gacy to move on to. I'm glad that he got the title shot. Uh, I just don't know what's next for him. I don't know what's next for Ron Breaker either. Uh, if you were watching... NXT this past week, uh, Apollo Cruz returned to NXT and it looks like he may be next in line to challenge Braun Breaker, but who knows? Who knows? What did you think of it though, Trey? Uh, yeah, I agree with what you guys said. I do want to add on to your point though about Apollo Cruz returning, possibly being the next challenger for Braun Breaker. I think it'd be good for both of them. Braun Breaker gets some experience with a guy who's made it to the main roster, he's been there. He's been a U.S. champion. He's been an intercontinental champion. Uh, 
And then for Apollo Crews, this could be a good thing for him like it was for Dolph Ziggler. Rejuvenate the career, so to so. Because I don't know if you noticed, DC, but like two weeks ago on Raw, they had this thing going after the 24-7 championship. And I was I was very upset about that. Because ever since the gimmick change, the Nigerian royalty, he's been on the top of his game, top of his career, best years of his career by far. And now going back to NXT, give Ron Breger a challenge, possibly win the NXT championship, uh, work down there with the younger guys until it's time for him to go back up to the main roster. I think that's what's next in line because who else do you see challenging Ron Breaker for the um, NXT championship? That's true. That's true. Um, you know, the challengers that I want are currently involved in the North American title scene. So having Apollo Crews return to NXT, he got a huge pop, by the way. Um, you know, it's it's good. It's a win-win scenario for, for both guys. Um, and as far as the In Your House event, it was a solid show. It's what I expect from NXT with it being a true developmental show now. Uh, so I'm glad that that, uh, that, that event happened. One last say? thing. One last thing. I know that Carmelo Hayes just won for a second time. But Solo Sokoa is next. The next for opportunity sure. he gets, I agree. he's not losing. He is going to be the new North American champ. I, agree. I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. You know, that means a short reign for Carmelo as North American champ, and Carmelo just gets inserted right into the NXT championship scene that I'm totally 100% all for it because he needs challengers for Braun. Um, but also, that was. Turn on Trick Williams. Hmm. Uh, see, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not ready for that. For that duo to just split up so far. <laughs> um. Let's go now, though, to our final topic, uh, for tonight, and it's a very serious topic. Um, jumping AEW. Um, uh, it looks like Jeff Hardy, who, uh, as we all know, has a history of um DUI issues of uh, alcoholism. Uh, he was arrested once again, um, intoxicated uh, behind the wheel. He was four times over the amount you're supposed to be went while intoxicated behind the wheel. Um, now, he has been released from jail. Someone did pay for his bond, which was $3,500. Um, but he was scheduled to be in the three-way ladder match this Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, for the AW Tag Team Championships. I think I speak for all of us here and a lot of wrestling fans when I say we just want Jeff Hardy to get better. It's so hard to, to watch a childhood hero like Jeff Hardy go through the struggles that he's gone through. And we've seen Jeff go through a lot of struggles um, on camera and off camera. It's it's very frustrating. It's sad and disappointing to see this news come out. Um, and I think really the person that I'd say I'm most sad about in this situation um, was is Matt Hardy. Um, he's been enab- enabling this entire situation. And I, I, I just... I, I, I want I want this to be clear. Like 
I want Jeff to get the help that he needs. He has declined help from WWE when he got released. You know, I hope he doesn't decline help from AEW as they try to get him better. Uh, it, it's just, it's so frustrating to see. Um, and I, I just, I just hope that he gets better. I really do. There really isn't much to say about it because we've seen this situation so many times already. Um, but like, what, what do you have to say about it? Um, obviously you hate to see it. You just hope it gets better. If he declines, like hope again, Tony Khan should probably release him. Also, I was really excited for that match on Wednesday, the triple threat tag match. Also, they have a match scheduled for Triple Mania, the Hardy Boys, uh, on like June 18th, I think. So uh, he'll probably be missing out on that match as well. I assume he won't be on TV for a while. Uh, but yeah, I just hope he gets better. There's not much else I could really say. Yeah. It's sad, man. Uh, to see, I kind of feel for Matt Hardy, especially. You pull for this guy to come over to AEW and tag with you because you want to win championship gold there. Be the ultimate tag team, right? Knowing his history, probably knowing other things people said about him in regards to Matt Hardy wanted him to join. You pull for this guy, you pull for this guy, and then he goes out, does this again, gets himself arrested. Uh, it's not, It's not a good look for uh, AEW. Not a good look for Jeff Hardy, but I mean, at some point, you gotta hold this man accountable, cause this is a reoccurring thing. Can't get kid any second chances. Like he's declining the help. Clearly, he doesn't want it. If he declines it again, like Lake says, take into consideration it might be time for you to release him or something, because you got way too much talent over there anyway to start with. So losing Jeff Hardy, yeah, it's gonna suck some, but. It won't be the end of the world. And, Lake, I understand. You you live in North Carolina, right? Or is that just Chris? No, Chris. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy. I wonder how they feel about Jeff Hardy out there. I know they love him. They got to love him. And as For sure. And being a, a childhood hero, people look up to Jeff Hardy. Like, guys on this sure. don't even watch wrestling no more. TK, Tolu, all of them. I'm sure they like Jeff Hardy at some point in their career. So to hear about this. It's just terrible. And I, like I said, uh, the person I'm most upset with in this situation is Matt Hardy. When Jeff got released from WWE um, for unprofessionalism, uh, for those who don't know the situation, WWE basically jumped the gun and released him because they thought Jeff was intoxicated for his match that night. Jeff walked out on a live event and he was released short after, uh, shortly after. Um, they threw dirt on WWE's name. They basically made WWE seem like the bad guys. I want to make this about WWE versus AEW thing. I want to make this about a relative, possibly the closest person to Jeff, enabling this sort of behavior for his brother. I'm disappointed in the fact that you just you keep letting this sort of thing happen. You know, you're probably the only person, the closest person that could get Jeff to get the help that he really needs. And if that means retiring early, if that means taking less tour dates, if that means being in a mental hospital for a few months or however long it takes in order to get better, 
you're the only person that can make that happen for your brother. And now, here we are again. Same situation that we were back in 2002. Same situation that we were back in 2007 when he got when Jeff got suspended for 90 days by WWE. Here we are again at Sacrifice 2011 when TNA in that main event when Sting was disappointed, just like the rest of the bands. Here we are again when Jeff got released by WWE just a couple of years ago. It's the same situation that we keep seeing that we don't want to see. We want Jeff to get better. We all do. We love Jeff Hardy. You know, and so I just hope that we get a true change this time. Um, you know, that's the only thing we can do as fans, truly. Um, so hate to hand notes ETR on a somber note, but uh, that's the reality of the situation, folks. Um, I do want to thank Lake for coming out. For those that don't know, uh, about the history of RBW. Lake is one of the original members of the group chat, and uh, he has added a lot of people. I call him the Godfather because he really is the Godfather. He, you know, makes sure that the history of uh, the title, um, whoever holds it, um, the history is brought up there. So, uh, Lake, I thank you for your service. And thank I think you for having on me, to the WHS podcast. I wonder you're keeping it a surprise for me, Trey. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got for right. TTR this Thank week. Thank you. All right, Lake. Take care. I tried right, to get to join weeks ago, but Lake is a fraud. Fucking shut. Lake. All right. Lake, Lake, do you have any other, any, uh, any last thing, any final left, comments that you want to say? It could be about anything. Left. Oh. Well, that's really, I just really hope that Jeff gets through what he does and gets better. That's all I really got to say. All right, then. Take care, bro. I will see you in the group chat. As a front runner for Breakout Star of the Year, I was the very first RPW tag champ while being the main champ. Double champ. Thanks. Double champ. Mickey Mouse champ. The Mickey Mouse champ. The mid champ. The the champion. The title that isn't even active anymore. My, what do you mean? My Mickey, my Mickey Mouse title reign was just like Bianca's Mickey Mouse title reign. Okay, yeah. All right, he's trolling again. Yep, it's time to move on in the podcast. It's time to move on in the podcast. We'll get back to the main podcast now. Uh, Let's now go to our baseball segment. Uh, Let's now go to our G-Man Gianni. Give an update on all the MLB teams. What's been going on in the baseball world, G? So far, there's a couple of teams that are hot right now. And the teams that are hot is the Phillies and the Braves. And I'm going to talk about the Braves. The Braves, they're World Series champions. Um, They started the season pretty slow. And right now, they're in the process of winning 12 straight. Um, They're they're just, they just figured out. Their offense is hot. Their pitching staff is is putting it together. Uh, This is a team that could be really, really scary come October. And if they keep um, finding different ways to win, that's a team that can probably get to the World Series again. They have a, they have everything you can um, ask for a team. 
they're they're right there with the Dodgers as the top team, honestly, in the National League. Honestly, I know the Mets have the best record in the National League, but I I just don't see it if they can sustain it. Um, so I I say Dodgers and Braves are like the two best teams in that in that um, in that league, and it's really scary um, what they can do. And the Mets. And they're playing pressure on the Mets. I think it's just five games. Five game deficit is nothing really in in June. So they're playing pressure on the Mets, and I feel like they're they're sending a message to the league that they're not going to go anywhere um, after winning the World Series. So that's a that's a team, honestly, right now to keep an eye on because when they explode. They're they're just a tough team to knock off. They're, right now they're up at six nothing in the fifth inning versus the Nationals, um, so they're right hot. They got a, a pretty favorable schedule um, coming up, so that, that's a team to watch out for. Another team that is pretty hot, even though they lost yesterday, is the Phillies. The Phillies were twenty one and twenty nine, and now they're they're thirty and thirty right now. After firing Joe Girardi, it looked like they, they just found something. And they're, they're just hitting pretty well. They swept the Brewers in Milwaukee. That was pretty impressive, honestly. Um, they got to Josh Hader. He doesn't give up runs, really. And they get, got like like a homer off him. So that was pretty, pretty shocking, honestly. So they're changing it around, basically. They're, they're a team that can sneak into the wild card because the wild card this year, don't forget, is three teams now. It's not two teams. So that's a t- other team to watch out for. A lot of teams are, are, are starting to wake up, um, like the Phillies and the Braves right now. And, and you never know with those teams. Those teams, when they're hot, they're hot, and they're tough to, to push around um, in these last couple months. Even over in the summer, basically. And the other hot team is the Yankees. The Yankees are finding different ways to win. Either the pitching is just phenomenal, and they win games like one nothing, two nothing, or they just um, hit the home run ball and just get um, like the pitcher, like they get the pitcher to panic a lot to say. Who we pitch in this uh, matchup, how we pitch in this matchup, it's just a tough um, lineup um, in the top part. The bottom part is kind of weak, but I think they deserve the you know the respect in the bottom of the lineup because they're putting up runs. Uh, I think this team needs a hitter in the, the deadline, and I think they need to add um, two um, relievers. With that, I think they, they'll be... Pre in pretty good shape, honestly, to make a deep run in the playoffs. And the other team I would like to talk about is the Dodgers. The Dodgers, um, lately, been falling off a little bit. They're like three and nine in their last twelve games. Um, they're just slumping. Um, Mookie Betts is like um two of thirty one, um, hitting the last couple um games. And it's pretty worrisome um, because the Padres are right there. I think the Dodgers might make the World Series. But um, 
they're in a dogfight in that division because the Padres are right there. The Padres are just amazing right now. And the Giants are, are starting to figure it out. They're, they're kind of up and down lately, but they're starting to figure it out. And that's a tough division. Like, you look at even the Diamondbacks, too. The Diamondbacks were supposed to be one of the worst teams in, in baseball this season. And they're, like, like fighting for 500 so far. That's the other team that, like, has a wild card hope. And that's pretty shocking because nobody thought that it was going to be that team that, that was going to be able to. They were supposed to win, I think, like, 60 games during the season. And they somehow have already half of those wins, basically. So it's pretty impressive to see the Diamondbacks um, in that division. And the other teams in that division, like the Padres, they're just hitting. Um, Tatis Jr., I think, is still injured. Um, he, he should be um, back pretty soon. And they're just finding ways, the Padres. The Padres are, are a little bit like the Yankees, really. They, they just find different ways to win. Their pitching staff is pretty good. And is it is a pretty is a pretty successful um so far season for them. And they have ways they can be a dangerous team as well in the playoffs because they got the pitching and they can hit and Tatis Jr. is 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 hurt. Once they get him back, they're gonna be right there with the Dodgers and the Braves, I think, for the best uh, team in the, the National League. I will pick Dodgers and Braves over them, but they're going to be right there, and it's pretty scary. Um, I didn't expect um, even Eric Hosmer. I think he's he's actually doing a pretty good job. He was supposed to get traded um, in the offseason, and they they you know stuck around with him, and somehow he's producing. And I just I just like that team right now. And the Dodgers, you know, they're they're, they're off to you know they're a little bit up and down. They're kind of pretty much down right now. But, you know, it's a long season. They're, they're going to figure it out. But that division is something to watch for because there's four teams really in that division that look really good. The only team that doesn't look good is Colorado. They were off to an amazing start the season, and they fell off a lot, really. They fell off the cliff. And that's the thing. I, I, nobody really expected them to do much. They're like a 70-win team, so... That division is something to watch for. If if you're after this NBA season is over, and you tune into baseball, that's the division you want to watch for, and you want to watch for the American League East as well because that division too is really good. So those are the two divisions I should everyone should look into once the you know the season is done for the NBA. July, August, and September is going to be a fun fun race. All right. Well, thank you, Gianni, for Stickball Central. Update on what's been going on in the league. As my Phillies, as you were talking about, are just hot. They actually just hit the walk-off hit to secure victory against the Marlins. So that's now 11, uh, 10 wins in their last 11 games. Stay right, hot Phillies. You're doing wonderful. Okay, time to move on with the next portion of the podcast, my favorite part of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for our crew member hot takes. But before we get to our crew member hot takes, we have to talk about the WHS fan hot take of the week. If you want to send your submissions for the show, check us out on our social medias. Get in contact with us, even through our personals. We'll include submissions and we'll pick the best one for the episode. Um, 
now we have a submission for the episode. However, they could not uh, get the uh, voice recorded in due time, so I'm actually going to read their hot take uh, for everyone here. Uh, so this submission for WJS Fan Hot Take of the Week is from Ali. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania. He is a fan of all, all Philly sports teams, so Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Phillies. Uh, and his hot take for this week is that Kawhi Leonard is a top five player of 2010s, a generational defender and one of the best playoff runs in recent memory. That is logic from Ali. So we should start naming names. We have Steph, KD, LeBron. I think those are definitely the top three. Yes. Who else are we putting above Kawhi? I think there's an argument for Kawhi being number four. I think there's definitely a case for him being top five. No, if it's just the 2010s, that only yeah, includes 2011. Yeah. Like, Dwayne Wade was still leading at 2011 and a little bit 2012, but pretty much after that, he wasn't a top player. Yeah, true. Giannis, Same reason why you probably don't have... I think, yeah, I mean, you Giannis, can have Giannis up there. Yeah, Giannis. So I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that would rule up or make it my top five. Like, yeah. that's fair to say. Would, Maybe uh, Harden? Nah. But I would probably... I'd probably take Possibly a lot hard. Of I I think I think because all the uh, the top five have championships and and Harden doesn't. That pains me to say. Hopefully he gets one this upcoming season. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> yeah. As of right now, I just have him outside of my top five. Maybe uh, definitely six, six or seven for James Harden for me. So I think I would he's say, definitely yeah, a top take, ten player. I would say yeah, it's a good take. We have Steph, LeBron, hey, uh, in no order: just, Steph, just, LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Giannis. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Trey, right. Trey, how you doing over there, man? You, you, you. No, I'm, I'm pretty the Celtics have not hit a three point shot yet. They have not hit a three point shot. I am eating right now, actually. They actually have hit a three point shot. I saw Al Horford hit one. Um, really? Don't listen to Tolu, Trey. Um, no, I didn't watch. They're it. shooting. They're shooting horribly, though. They're shooting horribly, though. Which is something you can't say. Um, so as we get towards halftime of this game five, uh, let's get to our crew member outtakes. Let's go with, oh, excuse me. Let's go with TK first for crew member outtakes. All right, well, I'm just going to keep my, my, my hot take simple. My hot take is going to be that the Warriors are not only going to win tonight's game, but they're going to win in six and they're going to be the, our NBA championship for the, for the 2022 NBA season meaning the Boston Celtics will not win a championship, meaning real Lakers fans, and you know what, I'll even give it to the fake Lakers fans like Tolu, will be very, very, very happy because the Celtics will not get that 18th ring. And that's really the reason why the why Lakers fans do not want the Celtics to win the championship. Go Warriors, baby. Hey, all right. Um, short, sweet, to the point. Uh, Gianni, think you could top that? Uh, my um, hot take is going to be NFL. I think the Eagles, we're going to not win just the division, honestly. I could see us winning two playoff games, one home and one on the road. And getting NFC games. championship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, yes. But wait, but this <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? Why are y'all laughing? He hasn't even finished it. Because it's hilarious. You think Jalen Hurts is taking y'all there? 
let, 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 let Gianni finish. Let Gianni finish. Okay, go ahead. The Bucks and the Rams were considered the two best teams in the NFC. I think are going to meet each other in the second round of the playoffs. And that opens the door for the other side of the bracket. Like the Packers and Niners. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the Niners because of their quarterback situation. I, I think, you know. But you like, have Jalen Hurts. Like, he's not some superstar quarterback. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying that, like, the Packers, like, for example, they usually disappoint every playoffs. And I feel like mm-hmm. Rodgers is in the other side. And mm-hmm. very, very true. This is very, very true. The Vikings will be over the Packers this year anyway. I, I think no, Trey. Yes, they I will. Think, um, outside of that, you know, the Super Bowl run, they have lost to some teams that are pretty questionable, the Packers. And I think this could be, you could say, because you guys don't think the Eagles can, can win in Green Bay, that it could be. A questionable like um, team that they they lost to, or something like that. But I think it's going to be Eagles versus the Bucks or the Rams, and the Bucks or the Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I just want to add to your point, Gianni, because I love your hot take. Um, the only team that Aaron Rodgers has lost to when leading after the third quarter at Lambeau Field, he is like. 343. It was a crazy stat that I'm thinking of off the top of my head right now, but he has an insane record where he only has one loss to an NFL team when he's leading after the third quarter at Lambeau Field. And guess who that team was? It's the Philadelphia Eagles. How long ago was that, PC? How long? Only a couple years ago. Only a Caesar too. A very different roster. Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. Yes, uh, considerably considerably better. We have considerably better roster. We have a considerably better roster now. And all the reports that I've seen on Jalen Hurts this offseason have been nothing but positive. And Y'all can't deny that part. Everything I haven't at seen this time a negative part. I'm not denying Jalen Hurts or the Eagles. Even I'm denying Jones. Aaron Rodgers. All I've heard about Jalen Hurts is how much he has improved. Not only as a leader. Bro, he got huge. Has, has, he got huge, bro. He yes, got he, huge, he bro. got... He's been bulking up. He's been bulking up. And well, that's why know. I've kind of been... i kind of been adamant to all the trade rumors that we might hear from Jalen Hurts. Of course, I have to see him, you know, test his crap on, on the field. But as of right now, all the roars I'm seeing are this guy's improved. He's the guy going forward. This is a guy that could lead us into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs, which is oh, why I like that take. And I want to add another point, too. The last couple of seasons the Packers lost in the playoffs is to a team that could run the football really, really well. And that's one, one of our strengths. Is we yep. can run the ball down your throat and you never know. Most rushing yards in a season uh, by an Eagles team was last season. So I'm just it's just it's just a thought. That's why it's a hot take. And especially in the snow too, like last season, the Niners won thirteen to ten. It's all about um having a good defense, really. Honestly. If if that if that happens again, let's just say if it's snowing like crazy, whoever has the better run game, honestly, or or the defense that can, you know, pretty much do the more the best, honestly, I think I think we have a great chance. 
if it's snowy, because you never know how Green Bay is in January, really. So I, I, I agree with some aspects. It's just that aspect I I don't agree with. <laughs> All right, I think all the teams that Green Bay has lost to over the last decade, I think of the Seahawks, who made Super Bowl. Think of the Falcons, who made Super Bowl, even though they lost the way that they did. They put up 52 points in that championship game. Um, you have the Niners. They also made the Super Bowl. So, and the Giants as well, uh, a couple of times. Like, these are teams that have won, have won and made the Super Bowl. So it's not like the Packers are losing to some questionable teams. That's the one thing I don't agree on with you, Gianni. But as far as everything else, I definitely agree with. But let's get to our next hot take here. Let's go now to Trey for your hot take. Very simple, going baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, my Boston Red Sox have been on a tear for the past month and a half. In their last 11 games, they are 9-2. and two. Last month, they were 21-9. We started off terrible. We turned it around. Last time I seen the standings, we were still fourth. We were right there uh, with the Blue Jays. But I haven't looked recently today. Probably Pat. Well, we didn't pass them yet. We're like a couple games behind. But we're on the road to passing them. We keep this up. The Rays, they're not as good as they were last year. They have a decent record, but they don't have the same firepower, in my opinion. The Blue Jays have also been... In a bit of a slump since um, from last year. They haven't been playing that good. But there's it's baseball. It's a lot of time left. So who knows how these teams are going to figure into gear. But if the Red Sox can keep this up, we're going to be a serious problem if we can make it into the postseason this year. We was only one. We was one round away from making the World Series last year. Hopefully we get back and get past the hump. But the Red Sox have been on a tear. And Rafael Devers is the new face of the league. Move over, Mike Trout. You had your year old Tani. Aaron Judge, you're good, but you're not face of the league worthy. Rafael Devers' batting average is like three. It's like 338. It's amazing. It is amazing. He has like nine home runs. He has like 20-something RBIs, if I'm not mistaken. Rafael nine Devers is a GOAT, okay? Try Trey, Trey, hey, 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 hey. wait, wait, you Gianni, always, do you want to tell? hit a home run every time you step up to the fence. He's bringing in runs, okay? He's getting us points. Rafael Devers is a goat, okay? You want, you know, you're a resonance, you're a resonance baseball guy. Do you want to um, tell Trey what, what's Rafael Devers' stat on it? I have to tell you, Judge has 21, five, like around 25 home runs. We he has care. one of the best OPS in baseball. Right now, he's we running away with MVP. Like, if you don't think he's the face of baseball right now, I don't know what you're watching. Rodgers runs away with MVP every year almost, but he's not the face of the league, okay? Rafael Devers is definitely becoming – he's definitely the face of the league. Maybe nobody you can say that's a biased opinion. Nobody, nobody even mentions because... Devers. In you know, that aspect, what do you mean? I People do mention Boston. Devers. Boston fans do because yeah, Boston. Boston have you fans. not seen his fans. stats? Um, have you not seen his stats? Rafael Devers 14, has been on the He's. I'm reading his stats right now. He's batting 335 right now. 14 homers, 35 RBIs. This is a good stat line. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. Look, but if you watch I'm the a, Red I'm Sox play, Rafael Devers is a face. He is a face of the league type guy. Okay, 
he's up there with the other greats. Rafael Devers is an important piece to the Boston Red Sox, and he's one of the main reasons why we've been on this stretch, this winning stretch lately. So I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just read, I'm gonna just read Aaron Judge's stat line here. This is just in the American League too, by the way. Um, Aaron Judge is bearing, is batting 318 right now, 24 Less home runs, 24 home runs, 48 RBIs, and just 223 ABs. That's so, crazy. look how they started their season though, red hot versus how we started our season. Bullshit. Rafael Devers is making and his face to become Mike, the Mike face Trout, of the league. I don't care. And Mike Trout, who uh, you said had his time in the sun, uh, his stat line is actually a bit more similar to Devers than Devers is to Judge, because he's batting 293, 16 home runs, 34 RBIs. So, exactly. uh, Rafael Devers, he's passing Trout. I think he's already passed him, but hey, that's my hot take. Red Sox are going right. to make some noise when it matters. We don't care about Judge's stats, okay? Judge is not an all-time guy where he's going to show up when you need him. Because if that was true, they would have knocked us out last year. The Yankees haven't been to a World Series in, like, what, 11 years, something like that? Last time y'all went was, what, 09? You guys are not making any noise. Yes, I get you got new pieces, okay? You want a career, you didn't get him. That's going to bite you in the ass. Gianni, let me tell you a story. Trevor Story. That's the story right there. Oh, brother. Oh, Trevor Story um, going to but... take... Oh, man. Just right. wait. Just wait. The Red Sox, honestly, this season is not close to what they were last season at all. I know. Oh. But if we can just Come continue this win streak, we can just yeah, continue but... this win streak. Okay. Our pitching has been suspect. I will admit that. Our pitching has been very suspect. But... It's not the same as last season. But we are finding our stride in the hitting. You want to know something crazy? The the Yankees last season, so far the Red Sox this season look like the Yankees last season. Honestly, when when if you look at pretty close, like is a mirror of each other because the Yankees, um, through like sixty games or sixty plus games, they were thirty three and thirty two last season. They were. Pretty bad last season. I I have to admit, the offense couldn't get runs. This year we can get runs, and we have one of the best pitching staffs. That it's just incredible to turn around season to season. We'll see how our match. We'll see how our matchup is the next time we meet. I have to look at the schedule, but I think it'll be closer this time than it was the first time when y'all absolutely destroyed us. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see on on. Trace hot take. Big scoop, um, nigga. Let's uh, go now to Sean for his hot take, though. Since Gianni had such a biased Eagles take saying the NFC Championship game, I just have to bring it, bring it down a little bit. Bring your hopes down a little bit. My hot take has to do with the Eagles. It also has to do with the Giants. You guys are more than welcome to rebuttal. I would love to have a debate. I think Kadarius Tony will have more yards per game this season than Devonta Smith. Okay. All right. See, I, I get, I got this shit. Listen, Sean, <laughs> I get your obsession with Kadarius Tony. You know, he's he's automatically a favorite to you. Florida guy, you know, from the University of Florida, go Gators, right? Went to your favorite NFL team. Uh, was injured a lot last year, and the one game that made you realize, like, huh, 
this guy's got the potential. It's the game against the Cowboys. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, two hundred right? yards. Two hundred yep, yards. Over two hundred yards. Two two touchdowns in that game. Had twelve catches. Right. Like this is the guy. But I'm here to bring you back down to reality, kid. Because that was just one magical game. That was one game where we're gonna look back and think, what could have totally Kadarius Tony been? That's what we're going to think of Kadarius Sony. Nobody here actually thinks that Kadarius Sony is going to be a prominent NFL Well, library. it doesn't matter what the people in uh, here think. I mean, show Kadarius Tony some respect here. I mean, one, Thank you, Trey. he was injured all last year. Thank you, Trey. And this year, when he's healthy, we'll see what happens. You know, Giants got a new offensive coaching staff, so we'll see if he does better with, I mean, without Judge this year. But if he doesn't produce... I, if he doesn't and, produce this year, then PC, I can agree with you on the take that he won't be a prominent wide receiver. Of you know what I'm fully expecting from Kadarius Sony this upcoming season for him to do slightly better than what he did last season. That's what I'm expecting from Kadarius. Yeah, more than slightly. Um, but my reasoning and having more yards. Well, I just want to explain it a little and, more before you say something. Devontae okay. Smith. That that's just silly. Well, so I just want to explain it a little more. I did say yards per game because I understand Kadarius Tony has the injury concerns. So I do think per on a per game basis, Kadarius Tony will have better stats. Devonta Smith might play more games, which might lead to more total production. But on a per game basis, I would go with Kadarius Tony. Two big Sorry, reasons. Can I ask you a question? After I explain it just a little more, two big reasons why I said this. Um, Devonta Smith, the, the Eagles just traded for A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is going to take a lot of targets from Devonta Smith. Might hurt his stats a little bit. Might help the Eagles win more games. But just for Devonta Smith's stats, they might come down. Another reason, Brian Dable came from the Bills. He had one of the, if not the most pass-happy offense in the NFL. Number two was for the Chiefs. We also got a guy from them, Matt Kafka. So we have two very pass-happy offensive coaches. So we're obviously going to be passing a ton. The Eagles... They have Jalen Hurts. They run the ball a ton because we can all admit Jalen Hurts is a better runner than he is passer. So the Eagles are a run-heavy offense. The Giants are a pass-heavy offense. I think that's just going to lead to Kadarius Tony having a better per-game stats than Devonta Smith. I thought he said madcap. Uh, TK, you want to, to say something? Yeah. So, so Sean, I, I just got a question for you. So... Who do you think is going to – okay, so if you think Tony's going to have a better season, who do you think – this is just a question that I want for my own, like, answers. Do you think – who do you think will have a better season, Devontae Smith or Jerry Judy? This year. That's tough. I think it will be pretty similar. They both – so Judy is the better quarterback. Uh, he also probably – he has a, more guys to compete with, but nobody to compete with that's as good as A.J. Brown. So I think it's close, but if I would have to lean with, I would go with Jerry Judy. He's also a year older, maybe more, so he's just more developed, further ahead, closer to his prime. So wide receiver okay. one. Um, but this is the guy that wants to go last for hot takes. Tolu, what is your hot take? Because after this, we got to get your, your rant for the week. <laughs> okay. I'm going for a baseball take this time. And my hot take is Aaron Judge is going to be the best player in Yankees history. That is so disrespectful to Derek Jeter. Okay. He's not going to pass Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig, kid. 
No, he is. He is. I don't the even watch baseball. The way he's playing, the way he's playing, he will. He is. The, the man, only person, the, the, the only course. person in this generation that passed Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig is Otani. Otani no. is better than both. No, no. Aaron Judge is better than Aaron Judge is on the pace for sixty-five home runs. That man is a monster, and that man needs to get paid. What are you waiting for, Yankees? Pay the man. Aaron Judge is also a Red Sox fan. I can't wait till y'all don't pay him and he leaves. And then he he's comes not gonna over leave, to the beam, he's baby. He's not leaving. Because why he would wants he to play to for the Red Sox. Sox. He's why? always wanted to play for us. Why, why, they, why would he leave? Because he's not getting paid. He's going to get paid. <laughs> Aaron Judge being regarded as one of the greatest Yankees of all time, you have to stay on the team in order for that to happen, for one. He is going to stay on the team. What do you think I mean, he's leaving? That's just, that's just assumption right now. That's just a sub. I don't know where he might go. There are plenty of teams I'm sure would love him. Um, but I'm I'm just saying, if y'all don't pay him, then guess what? You're going to look like a bunch of freaking idiots if you don't pay him. They're going to so, pay him, buddy. He's the best player in baseball. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Just we'll see. you're the best player doesn't mean you always get paid. We see a lot of time guys leave. Brother. No, he's but, not leaving New York. It's the most storied franchise in baseball. Okay, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Uh, we we have to we have to get to your your Tolo rant. That concludes crew member hot takes. But uh, as far as Tolu's rant on the NBA Finals, you have five minutes to shine, bro, bro. So uh, go ahead. Ha <laughs> Welcome to my rant about this stupid NBA Finals. Due to two of the most toxic and terrible fan bases going at it. You see, me personally, I haven't really watched a lot of the finals because I really can't stand both of these teams, okay? Steph Curry fans are toxic. They're menaces to society. And if they, the Golden State Warriors win, I'm going to lose because Steph Curry gets his fourth ring. And they're already comparing him to Magic Johnson. They're already comparing him to the greats like Kobe, LeBron, MJ. In fact, I saw a tweet the other day when Steph Curry dropped 43 points this man literally said if Steph Curry gets his fourth ring he's 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 better than M Michael Jordan man I can't stand Steph fans and I can't stand Warriors fans and don't even get me started with the, with the Celtics I already told y'all back in the past how much I can't stand the Celtics and how much I can't stand the city the state of Massachusetts you guys call it the bean town you bean town sheen town your beans are disgusting I Tried Boston beans. They're disgusting. The Pilgrims. Why did they? You could have. You could have settled anywhere else. You could have settled in New York. You could have settled in New Jersey. But you just had to settle in that disgusting city. Boston. Everything about Boston is terrible. But I already ranted about Boston enough. We're going to. We're talking now. Let's talk basketball here. Draymond Green. Um, you you are the heart and soul of the Warriors. Why? Do you have more fouls than points in this series? Why is it that you are fouling out every every other game, Draymond Green? Why are you not helping out Steph Curry, who surprisingly, for the first time in his life and his first time in the finals, is actually playing good? He doesn't mean he doesn't need KD for once in his life because every time KD was on that team, KD was the best player. It wasn't Steph Curry, and Steph Curry still. Doesn't have a finals MVP in 2015. He didn't even get it either. He they gave it to Andre Iguodala because he played defense on LeBron James. He held LeBron James to 33 points. 
Woo! So they gave him the finals MVP. So Steph Curry, if they win the series, he's going to finally get his MVP. But that's not going to happen if Draymond Green keeps on playing like garbage, They're not looking to score. Every time Draymond Green gets the ball, the man always wants to pass. They need you, Draymond. Clay Thompson, you're inconsistent. Yeah, I know you're coming off an injury, but Steph Curry, you're the second splash brother. I saw a meme the other day. When Jordan Poole hit that game, hit that half court up, so Steph Curry literally looked at him like, 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 like he's the second splash brother. Clay Thompson, you better step up this finals because I'm telling you right now, Jordan Poole might take your place. Jordan Poole might take your place, bud. So you have to step up. You've been inconsistent. You sometimes you had a good game last game, but you've been inconsistent. And Jason Tatum, what are you doing, Jason Tatum? Why is why are you not playing well? I mean, you're playing well right now, but you've been playing. You've been inconsistent this finals. You've been you've been saying, oh, I've been talking to Kobe. Ooh, I got you, Kobe. Kobe Bryant would be disgusted for how you're playing this finals, letting Jalen Brown all by himself. Your half-court defense, your half-court offense is bad. Your half-court defense is bad. And that last game, you guys folded. You folded in the clutch. Y'all kept jacking up three-point shots in the clutch against the Golden State Warriors and your stupid... Coach, I'm not going to say stupid coach because Idoka is a good coach. Idoka was playing drop coverage against Steph Curry, basically saying, you have to beat us by having a big game. And what does Steph do? Steph Curry had 43 points. He dragged his team. Now this is a close game right now. The Celtics, they play good in the third quarter. So we'll see. I think the Warriors are going to some, somehow win this game because I think Steph Curry is not going to be playing like garbage the entire game. Steph Curry hasn't even been playing good and the Warriors are still winning. But no, NBA Twitter wants to tell me, ooh, Steph doesn't have help. Steph doesn't have help. I don't want to hear it, okay? I don't even care about this finals. But I just I hope both these teams lose. But if I'm going for this one right here, I'm going for the Golden State Warriors. I think they're going to win this game. Hey, Steph Curry getting a strip right there. I think they're going to close this game out and they're going to beat the Boston Celtics. And they're going to win this series in six games because I think they're going to close it out in Boston if they win this game. Thank you. And by the way, the Red Sox suck. The Red Sox suck. Every team in Boston suck. UMass, you suck. Harvard, you suck. The Patriots, y'all suck. Boston, you stink. Everyone in Boston stinks. Everyone there is fat. Every time I go to a Boston crowd, it's like looking at a KKK meeting because it's all a bunch of white people. No, no color, no nothing, nothing. Totally, bro. Real quick, I got. I do be sucking on the meat. One. I do be sucking on the meat. Shut up, TK. Wait, there you go. What? Why you? All right, we heard you the first time. You love love the sport of basketball, right, Tolu? You love the sport of basketball, Yes, I do. Basketball is cooked in Massachusetts, bud. So respect my state, okay? No, 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 no. no. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. stinks. What is New Jersey known for, bum-ass nigga? What do you niggas have to look forward to? The Jersey Shore. Way more popular than people in Boston. Jersey women are way better than Boston women. I have yet to see a baddie in that Boston crowd. I've yet to see a baddie in that Boston crowd. just say the Jersey Shore, No way. Yes, the Jersey Jersey Shore. Yes. 
That yes, dirty, the Jersey uh, Shore. Jersey. Jersey Shore is way Where better than right stupid there? Boston. Hey, right. So wait, wait, wait. So I actually got a question for Sean. What's Sean, up? Sean, are you there? Yes. In Tolu Two, Tolu Two. What's up? Here's my thing. I'm just not understanding what any of this has to do with the decline oh of James God. Harden. <laughs> like, what does any of this has to do with the decline of James Harden? It has nothing. We just wasted I, all I can, time. I can answer that. I can answer that, TK. Okay. I can answer Please. that for you. Uh, it actually uh, is referring to, you know, James Harden. See, James Harden, for those who don't actually know, um, I don't think he has his papers. You know, I don't think he has his legal right, papers. Uh, it's actually uh, like TK. Uh, it's exactly uh, like TK. Uh, you don't have your legal papers. Um, okay. Okay. And there will be an ICE employee coming to your front door in about <laughs> next 30 seconds. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no. All right, bud. All right. Yeah. All right, everybody. PC is just salty that Joel Embiid is going to end up with the Miami Heat at some point because the Sixers will continue to fold in the playoffs. James Harden is a fraud. He's a choker. He will never win. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Bro, why does Tolu be snapping like this, bro? This James Harden is a fraud. James Harden. Half yeah, of his, I mean, 90% of what Tolu party. says, 90% of what Tolu says is either a lie or a troll. So I, <laughs> no, I don't, no, no, no. not even 90%, I'd say you like wish. 98%. Tolu, you can't even <laughs> keep onto a team for more than two years. So watch how you speak this about my true. team. Um, let me get to the end of the episode, though, because uh, clearly the trolls are out. Episode 76 is in the books. Thank you, Sean, for doing your your weekly thing now it's sad that this has to be a weekly thing where you just start kicking tolu um <laughs> episode 77 in the books I want to thank everyone for coming out this week follow our twitter at whs underscore podcast our instagram at whs underscore podcast our youtube at youtube.com slash we sports definitely will be videos multiple videos posted this week um our tiktok at we hate sports as well um my moral to everybody here before i say call up one check up on them tell them that you love them my moral for everyone this week. Don't be a Tolu. Don't be a Tolu. In the sense that Tolu gets almost all of his information from NBA Twitter. He gets all of his information from Twitter itself. Possibly NBA IG too, which is arguably worse than NBA Twitter. You can, you can still get information. From your social media. You can still have, you know, rumors that you want to talk about, jokes that you want to talk about. You can do that. That's fine. But as far as having information when you come onto a podcast, when you have this sort of platform where you're giving out information to people that truly need it, make sure to check your facts. Just make sure to check your facts i don't know what's going on right now but what i do know is that i hope that people check their facts before they come into a podcast and that's a life lesson for anything that you do professionally um make sure you're doing such and um yeah that's all i got to say um i'm gonna watch the rest of the game pc before you end it right no troll. I just want to say this. June 17th. Are you ready? For what? 
the new Buzz Lightyear movie is coming out. Movie of the year is. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That that's uh the origin of uh, Buzz Lightyear, I think. Hey, bro. What is what's up with this hatred for Buzz Lightyear, Sean? This movie is about to bang, nigga. It's about to be better than both Marvel movies that's came out so far. It's going to cap. be better than the Thor movie that's about to come out next Absolute month. Absolute cap. June seventeenth, we going up, Sean. Pixar. Buzz Lightyear dropped, is a Pixar Nazi. has dropped a banger. This is a going Nazi. to be. This is going to be the best Pixar movie in years. Okay. He's a racist. He That's cap. Because it's, it's a whole bunch of black characters in this movie. Check your facts, buddy. Anyways, Buzz Lightyear, we're going up. This is about to be the best Pixar movie in recent years. Better than I can ever remember. And he is also the first character from Toy Story with his solo movie. So show my man Buzz some respect. June 17th. Juneteenth. We going up. We going up. I have never seen somebody on their That's knees for Buzz Lightyear. I have never seen somebody <laughs> oh on their knees. That's all I got. Shut the hell up. That's 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 the episode this week, everyone. Goodbye.